0: Welcome to the B2B Content Show, a podcast about the how, what, and why of B2B content marketing. I'm Jeremy Shearer, and my guest is Sarah Frazier, head of content marketing at CyberGRX. Sarah, it's great to have you on the show.
1: Jeremy, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm delighted to be here today.
0: So say a few words about CyberGRX.
1: The name means, first of all, Cyber Global Risk Exchange, and we are the first and largest third-party cyber risk exchange. And if you're not in cybersecurity, that probably doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So in layman's terms, what we do is we're a platform that standardizes vendor risk management so that security professionals can analyze their potential vulnerabilities, prioritize their risks, and then make smarter decisions on how to protect their organizations from cyber attacks.
0: And before we dive into our topic, tell us about a memorable marketing moment that you've had in your career.
1: Yeah, I love this question. You know, early in my career, I was working for the energy industry, and I had taken some of the insights from our senior analysts and compiled an ebook on the future of energy. You know, and I had high aspirations for this, but you're never really quite sure how some of this stuff is going to resonate with your target audience. Then one night, I got an alert that a senior advisor to the Department of Energy had downloaded the ebook. So I felt like I had professional validation and the content was on point and it just always sticks with me.
0: Yeah, very cool. There's nothing better than right knowing someone sees value in the content that you work so hard to produce and not just anyone, but like the very, you know, audience that you're hoping to get it to and a senior official, pretty cool. So let's get into our topic. And that is the concept of content experience. And this is a new concept for me. And it came up when we were chatting before to prepare for this interview. I was asking you, you know, sort of what your focus is on as head of content marketing. You said, well, you want to make sure that your audience has a good content experience. And I was like, "Hmm, okay, well, what, what is that? What do you mean? So let's just start right there. What do you mean by content experience?
1: Yeah. And Jeremy, this is something that I'm always thinking about, you know, as a content creator, as a content leader. I think Randy Frisch of Uberflip was really kind of the pioneer in this area and talking about content experience. And he wrote a, a book on the topic too, uh, of my French, but it's called Fuck Content Marketing. And the point that he makes is that we create a lot of content, but we don't give enough consideration to the experience that we're creating. And you know as i think about content experience it's it's really about mapping out how you want your reader to engage with your content and the overall experience that you want them to have with your brand and it's such an important piece because Jeremy if you think about it we work really really hard to get people to our content you know we we talk about seo social media and all these other traffic drivers but what happens we get them there and if your blog post is just a wall of text Well, it feels hard to read. They bounce off and and you've lost them. So all that work is gone. Content experience is really about making your content more interesting, inviting, and relevant. You know, you can add in visuals like graphs, diagrams, or if you can, a video so that, you know, the reader has something to do. And then you're also thinking about What's next for my reader? You know, they came to this content to learn about something. So how do I continue their journey? How do I improve the experience for them and serve up what they came to me to get? And when you think about finishing the content too and what's next, that's often the piece that is missing for people. A lot of content creators don't really think about that. It's like, okay, they finished my blog post. Great, I'm done. But you're not done. You know, again, you've got to continue that journey. Chances are after reading one blog post or even an ebook, your target reader is not going to be ready for a sales conversation. So you need to think about what other content do I need to help in their journey to learn more about this topic and then move them down the funnel. So that's, that's really what content experience is all about. Thinking about the engagement that you want your reader to have with your brand and, you know, the experience, the overall experience that they're having while they're consuming your content.
0: So it sounds like there's a lot of moving pieces to this, right? I mean, the experience that someone has with your content can encompass a lot of different things. So on the one hand, it's the optics, I think, as you're describing it, just what you see when you first click on the blog post. And you're saying, if it's just a wall of text, I like how you said you're liable to bounce off, like you're running into a wall and just go somewhere else. And so, and part of the solution, as you described it, is we'll mix it up, maybe go multimedia, right? Instead of just text, throw in some graphics or videos and so on, which sounds like a good solution. And it would seem to me also that it's the, for those who do like reading, or at least part of it is still going to be text or a good part of it, that the writing itself is done well. So that when you do start to engage with the language, that right from the first word, right from the first sentence, it's meant to draw you in and so on as good writing is meant to do, right? As as I would assume you'd agree.
1: Yes, absolutely. You have to know your target audience. You have to kind of get inside their head. What are they thinking about? What do they want to know most about? And so often I think that's a mistake sometimes that brands will make or even content creators will make of talking about, you know, what does my brand want to tell someone, you know, or what's my corporate objective instead of thinking about, what does the audience want to know? And so, you know, answering their tough questions or coming at it from their point of
0: view versus yours. That is absolutely crucial, of course, because if you're not, if you don't know that, then you're just, you know, right. You're just throwing things out there and hoping that somehow it connects. And, you know, I think I'll add or tell me what you think about this, that it's on the one hand, putting yourself in the shoes of your audience and thinking, what what are they what's going to engage them? And that's what, what we'll put out there. On the other hand, it also has to come from you that the, the creator of the content or the team, right, and the individual members of the team have to also be genuinely interested in that topic and in that content, too, because that's what's going to make it pop. You know what I mean? Like if, if you're trying to create something that you're just not excited about at all, no matter how much your audience might be interested in it, it's it's probably going to that that lack of excitement is going to manifest itself in the content, right? So it has to be like a meeting of minds in a way is the way I think about it. What do you think?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, as a content creator, I can't be an expert in all things. I was not an expert in energy. I'm not an expert in cybersecurity. So you learn to leverage your subject matter experts. You know, you learn who the people are in the company you interview them, you talk to them, you you try to learn as much as you can. So much of content creation is is about learning and about listening, you know, creating that experience and then adjusting as you
0: go based on what you're learning. Yeah, that's a good point. And in fact, maybe I'll amend a little bit what I said before that, you know, I used to do a lot of science writing and a lot of it was by assignment. So I, you're going to write about this and it might be something I've literally never heard of before. So it's not like I have some, you know, deep passion for it necessarily. I'm just learning about it now. But to me, it was always it did go back to the audience and it was like, okay, is the audience interested in it? But why would they be interested in this thing? Why? Like, what's the beating heart of the thing that I want to get to in how I present it? That's kind of how I would often think about it.
1: Yeah, and you're so right. You know, in my mind, I think it's kind of like a big chess game, right? You know, and you're always anticipating what's their move going to be? What are they going to want to know next? You know, and I think, you know, as you talk about these different subjects, and you might not be the subject matter expert or whatnot, and finding out, you know, what what do people want to know in this particular industry, you know, looking at keyword tools and looking at other content that's ranking well and trending. And you might not create, a, you know, a super boring SEO article because some of them are, let's face it, really, really boring, but you're looking for what do people want to know about? And then you look at those articles, you read them and you take those concepts and now you make it better. You make your experience better. Again, like I said, by adding in graphs, by making it a really rich experience instead of just some boring uh, copy written, you know, f- to get the SEO click. And that's, I think, too, how you build trust with your readers is, you know, they've come to you to learn about something and you've delivered. You know, you're not, uh, you, you're, you're writing about it. You're, you're offering next steps. Hey, here's an ebook that you might enjoy. Oh, we have an upcoming webinar on the topic. Would you like to come? And so you're just continually feeding them more and more opportunities to learn about the subject that they came to you about.
0: Mm hmm. And I, I think it's also not just putting out the same old stuff that that ever that's already out there in slightly different form. I think readers are not dumb. They can tell, you know, and I mean, for me and my own personal experience, when I encounter a piece of content that I'm like, oh, this is a little different. Like, clearly, the people who put this together spent a little extra time and effort, you know, on this because uh, this is new to me you can sense that you can tell. And I think that's part of it too, actually presenting information that's new and not just the same old stuff. That's kind of everyone's known for a while.
1: That's true. And, you know, content is also an extension of your brand and it represents your brand. If your brand is claims to be really innovative and your content is dry and boring, that does not work with your brand's message, you know, in the the image that you're trying to portray. And honestly, that is one of the things that I'm working on with CyberGRX is I think we are an incredibly innovative company and we are revolutionizing the cybersecurity industry. But right now, our content doesn't quite reflect that. So that is one thing that I'm working on. i You know, how to improve that experience, how to organize it better, how to present it better, and how to really communicate and differentiate our brand through that content experience and making our content something that they can't get anywhere else. And there's something unique, something different about it. And that's why they come to us.
0: Yeah, well, let's talk a little bit more about that. I know when when we talked before, you said one example of how you're going about doing what you just described is you're going to organize the content by topic. Rather than type. So why? Why, why will that help?
1: So currently our website, like probably a lot of websites out there, it's organized by content format. So by infographic or blog or research report or whatever it is. But you know, unless you're interviewing for a job with that company, which I did find it hugely valuable when I was interviewing, I could see what, what different assets they had. But unless you're interviewing, Nobody ever goes to a website and says, I think I'll read an infographic today. We're human. We search based on our problems. We search based on our interests. And so your content experience on your website should reflect that too. What I'm doing is I'm gathering you want really four or five topical clusters or categories that your content could fit under. And the goal is to get your reader to the content that they want faster and to organize it kind of in a logical way. Plus, it is good for SEO and all those other things. But my main goal is how can somebody logically find the content of, you know, and of course, offering search um, if they really want to find something that I hadn't accounted for.
0: Okay. Okay. Seems like a fairly kind of simple switch to make. And yet, of course, that's going to be central to the experience of interacting with that content if it's easier to find. So little things like that, right? Everything matters. Now, we also talked a bit about learning as much as you can about the intent and behavior of your audience. So how do you learn about that? And then what do you do with that information in order to improve the content experience?
1: Yeah, you know, there's so many platforms out there. You know, you can use your marketing automation platform. You know, you can build a dashboard in your CRM. There's also content experience specific platforms, which we do use one of them, that you can look at and how are people moving through your content? You know, what content are they consuming? And that can be helpful to sales. If I notice that somebody has read three blog posts and then signed up for a webinar on the topic and maybe their lead scoring bumped them over to sales. You could show them, hey, they really have an interest in this topic. You know, ske- uh, you know, structure your conversations around this pain point. So that could be helpful to them. Um, but the other thing that I'm looking at is Google Analytics. And, you know, I'm looking at older blog posts that maybe there's a little bit of smoke coming from them, that they're resonating, but, you know, and they're getting some traction, but I think I can make them better. And so I will use that as an opportunity to optimize them, too. To update them, to enrich that experience, you know, and in visuals, again, the the graphs. I I like graphs a lot. Or if there's a, a related video that I can throw in. But again, improving that experience. And then I resubmit it to Google Search Console and see if I can get more traffic. So you're just kind of building, again, on things that you know and seeing if you can use it to your advantage.
0: So what's your advice for marketing teams that want to create a better content experience for their audience?
1: You know, my number one rule, whatever, if I could jump up and down on a mountaintop and scream it from the mountaintop, it would be always focus on the needs of your audience first above anything else. Always, always, always it's audience first. And then second would be remember that your content is creating an oppression. It can either be a good one. It could be a not so good one, but your reader is getting some sort of impression and having some sort of experience with your content. So you need to, you really do need to think about what impression are you creating and what experience are you creating and what experience do you want that reader to have? And then my advice would be just start somewhere. You know, you, if you can't take on everything, take one or two pieces. I'm going to make my content a little bit more visual. I'm going to think about next steps, you know, whatever that is. Start somewhere and then you can always build from there.
0: Love all that. Well, I'm right there on the mountaintop with you, <laughs> jumping up and down. We got to make sure it's a big enough top so we that's don't right. fall off. But that's right. <laughs> well, Sarah, thank you, thank you so much for all that. Thanks for your time. Great conversation. Really enjoyed it.
1: Thank you, Jeremy. I really appreciate being invited to the show, and thank you everybody for listening.
0: That's it for this episode of the B2B Content Show. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or you know someone who you think would be a great guest, let us know. You can contact me at Jeremy at Conversa.com. That's C-O-N-N-Versa.com. The B2B content show is brought to you by Conversa Podcasting.